0: Welcome to the Winter Maintenance Podcast, Episode 9, The Missouri DOT Tow Plow with Bob Lannert. I'm your host, Dwayne Collett. Bob Lannert is a technical support engineer with the Missouri Department of Transportation and the inventor and developer of the tow plow. Bob's farming background was instrumental in creating this revolutionary snow plow. I spoke with Bob over the phone about the tow plow and its development. Bob, thanks for joining us. What is a tow plow?
1: A tow plow was a concept that I started thinking about, about back in about 1996 or so. Uh, It all started with a photo of our gang plowing in St. Louis where we had 8 to 10 trucks uh, gang plowing on Route 270, where there's 5 to 7 lanes wide in one direction. I kept a photo on my desk of 8 trucks in a gang, and every time I looked at that photo, I kept asking me, well, we pulled those 8 trucks from somewhere and put them on 270. Where were we not plowing? And it always haunted me that we were taking resources and putting them in one place and we're not plowing somewhere else. So I took on the challenge of trying to figure out how to to put more snow plowing capability in St. Louis, just uh, was trying front wing plows, and mid-mount wing plows, and we've used a lot of 14-foot front snow plows. We've got over 200, and in the MoDOT fleet now for one pass clearing concept, and we've got a 15, and we used a 16-footer, and any combination that we put together with front plows and wing plows, we, we couldn't hardly pierce through clearing more than 15, no more than 16 feet wide. And I I just basically had to back away from it, de-learn everything that I've learned over two decades, and come in with a whole new concept. And, and I started with a trailer plow and started uh, pulling tractors with another tractor on the farm and... And offsetting those tractors, and looking how you take care of the draft, and and how we could stabilize a trailer plow, and still operate it with one operator out of the truck, and uh, all that kind of came together as a trailer hitch, panel hitch hookup with air brakes and steering from the cab.
0: And and when was this about? What year was this?
1: Uh, actually, we started uh, doing this in about 2004, as far as steel. Uh, we had outsourced contracted our front snow plows with Viking Save and Steve Ryder specifically. And uh Steve uh, basically was listening to what we wanted to do and our needs and uh so basically I posed a problem. Here's the problem in Saint Louis. Uh wanna clear five lanes wide, we do it now with eight to ten trucks and I wanna do it with three or four trucks. And I started explaining to him what I wanted to do and uh and the moldboard designs and this type of thing, and uh, basically he came to task in providing the moldboards that we used on the first tow plow. Uh, the first tow plow was deployed in Kansas City, it was uh, it was January the 5th, in 19, or 2005, uh, and, and the first light storm over there, first time we ever went to the road.
0: Where are you using tow plows now, Kansas City and uh, St. Louis, or are you using them elsewhere? But,
1: the first tow plows uh we've got two 30-footers with 30-foot mold boards in Kansas City and a 20-footer that we wanted to take the high speed last winter. Uh, it's really been unfortunate that we haven't had a lot of uh, snow opportunities in Missouri the last three winters. But uh, we've had the 230s and the 20-footer uh, deployed uh, in Kansas City, and then we had a 30-footer over here in St. Louis that we deployed last winter, the uh, 05-06 winter. Again, we only had like three storms in St. Louis, but we got it deployed in two of them. And, uh, and matter of fact, th- that was the first time I ever seen this tow plow ever deployed was the one in St. Louis. Uh,
0: well, with with something that wide, uh, do you have any like I know what two seventies like here in St. Louis? Uh, do you have any problems with the traffic behind it?
1: Well, we've had a lot of problems with traffic behind all of our gang plowing operations. Traffic is wanting to always get around between the trucks and move on down the road. The tow plow and truck combination. There's no way that you can you you know you can pass a truck. This truck combination with being 28 feet wide. So uh, we're wanting to tighten continue to tighten up our gang plows and not allow passing because it's not safe for them to to jump the windrows between our trucks and our old gangs. Nor will it be safe for the drivers to jump the windrows uh, between the tow plow trucks. Uh, so we've run tight gangs. Our operators try to maintain it in spacing 20 to 30 feet, but they've they've always been very cautious of you know if the truck in front of them has to do a panic stop, can they get their truck stopped? We've always kind of kept in the back of my mind when I designed it, if we had a trailer plow back there and our truck behind him, and everybody had to stop fast, uh, what would happen if we rear end our own tow plow with our own snow plow? And we've yet to find that answer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I bet that is challenging, the way the traffic is around and
1: Well, and with that challenge, you know, they're wanting to drive faster, and ironically, in, in St. Louis in particular, we can't plow fast because there's the traffic in front of us is slow. So we're hoping with our uh, gang plowing operations, we can speed them up and maybe speed traffic up 5 or 10 miles an hour and help everybody uh, try to continue to maintain uh uh, capacity of the system uh for commerce and for people to get into and from their jobs.
0: Yeah, well how how deep of snow uh can you plow with this?
1: We had, again, we've been Lacks in Laxon, Missouri. Uh the first commercial tow plow, which was a twenty four footer, uh was tested out in Mount Forest, Ontario. And there was a eight, ten, twelve inch snowstorm up there and it was a real heavy snow that they had in those kind of regions. And uh, they deployed it up there and I wasn't there. I did not see it. But uh, we're pretty well confident that we can handle anywhere from 4, 5, 6 inches of snow on the ground. But we've yet to see uh, just what the, the total capability of the toe plow is.
0: And uh, it's heavy enough so that it wouldn't ride up on top of uh, a layer then, is it?
1: We're seeing, because of the angle of the moldboard, um, basically being about 30 degrees back, it cuts and throws snow very rapidly to the right. It's going to be continue, continue to be interesting of how the cutting edge actually attacks the, uh, the snow um, like a knife or something. It appears that it may cut better than a front plow that typically is at 25 to 35 degrees, whereas the, the toe plow goes clear back to 65 and 70 degrees. And so the, the attack of the cutting edge is completely different than a front plow uh, and similar to some wing plows that you know are skewed uh, real fast to the rear.
0: And you've got a tank on it now, and I'm I'm assuming that's for for weight and chemical?
1: Uh, The original first model, we put two tanks on it, thinking that we may need ballast on it to stabilize the unit. Uh, Those tanks have never had brine or or calcium chloride in them. We wanted to incorporate tanks in it because long range, Uh, we do anti-icing out there, which has proven very successful in the storm removal industry. And we may use the tanks for anti-icing in the early part of the storms and then go back and reload and keep some on board to treat the pavement behind the tow plow uh, while we're in the plowing operations in the gangs. We are also toying with uh, actually a salt spreader on the unit, and um, that's, that's on the drawing board right now. But uh, we're in a situation that by clearing 28 feet of pavement, uh, 24 foot or more, uh, we have to treat two lanes now with one truck. And uh, by using proper salt application rates of 200 pounds per lane mile and putting additional salt or brine on the trailer tow plow, we think we can eventually uh, remove the snow and, and treat the entire 24, 28 feet.
0: Um, so right now, then, you're you're not treating behind it, then, or are you treating with the uh, with the spreader on the uh, towing truck?
1: The units that we've had in practice now, we've been taking the front truck and shooting it to the rear behind the, the towing truck and to behind the tow plow. Uh, but we're looking for more capacity on board, so we're looking for more salt to be put on a spreader on the tow plow itself.
0: And the the mow board on that, is that a a poly mow board or a steel mow board, and about how high is it?
1: We did the steel mow boards, and then are doing the poly mow boards, and uh, we're looking at the performance of each. Uh, There's indications that the poly is really the way to go to really cause the shedding. The mow board height, you know, we're out there at about 30 inches or so. Uh, We're looking at actually a smaller mow board because it shoots off of there so fast. That hasn't really been finalized. Typically, the, the current designs are between 24- and 30-inch mold boards and, uh, and actually 24-foot mold boards or 26-foot. It may come in a 12- uh, and 14-foot design or a 14-14-2 uh, mold board design in the future.
0: And what kind of a cutting edge do you use on those?
1: We're still using the conventional carbide cutting edges on them. There are some new cutting edges out there, uh, in particular, that ICE blade uh, that we're looking at on functional plows. Uh, and you know we're looking for more durability of wear and still maintain cutting out there. But uh, we continue to use just standard carbide blades at this point in time.
0: Does it take a special truck to pull the unit?
1: We have uh, actually put the the 30- foot, the original 30-foot models. They are on behind tandem or extra heavy duty or twin screws. Uh, we really haven't had any problem with that. The 20 footer is actually behind a single axle truck, and um, we are looking at uh, using that above 40 mile an hour. The tow plows to date have been operating at 30, 35, and approaching 40 mile an hour uh, in our urbanized plowing. But uh, we realize our interstate, in particular I-70, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, will be three lanes in both directions with full-width shoulders, uh, meaning we have 60 foot of pavement to clear in each direction in the future. So uh, we, we realize we've got to step to task and, and get the high-speed plowing for our rural interstates. And we're doing that with 14-foot front snow plows now, clearing one lane and one pass.
0: What controls does the driver have on? I mean, obviously, to bring it out from behind the truck and to raise and lower the the plow? Are there other controls that he has?
1: Well, one thing we really wanted to do was keep it simple for the operator. Basically, a tow plow on the truck uh, has a uh, joystick which uh, he pulls up and back and left and right to control the front plow, lift and reversing action, and the tow plow has an identical joystick whereas he actually takes a joystick and goes to the right it steers the plow out to the right, and then he, he pushes it forward and it lets down the uh, mull boards. And then he can actually steer uh, the, the wing, uh, the tow plow, in and out and leave the mull boards on the ground. You can actually stay in a driving lane and clear a shoulder and come up on a parked car and steer the tow plow behind the truck leaving the mobile board down, lay a windrow right up against the car <laughs> and then uh turn around and steer the tow plow right back out on the uh shoulder. But
0: so is uh is driving a little bit more of a challenge then with that behind?
1: Our operators were highly skeptical about it. Uh but when we pick our operators that normally use wings and they had you know the front control uh controls and then they had the two or three controls for the wing plow and they couldn't see the wing plow up in the right front corner or the mid-mount, they can see that tow plow in the right rear mirror. And so now they're getting a lot more comfortable. An operator that has operated a wing plow and gang plowing becomes very quickly accommodated to a, to a tow plow.
0: Are you planning additional units to be deployed here?
1: Our immediate plans are that we've uh, we've got a, another 24-footer in, and we've got four 24-footers coming in. So uh, this coming winter, oh um, uh we're looking at having eight of the units in service.
0: And uh, the, what's the company that uh, is now manufacturing it?
1: Viking Savez Group is, is what partners with They had our contract to build our own snow plows and all our mold boards and stuff uh, out for five years. And Viking is the one that kept listening to me and uh, took our original design, uh, which had mold boards out on the si- right-hand side of the plow, and basically did the complete redesign, where the mold boards now fold up over the right wheels, and the trailer uh, actually goes down the road at less than 102 inches.
0: Uh, do you know are there other agencies that are going to be using it this winter?
1: Uh, I really don't know. I. I leave that up to biking, whatever they want to do in the marketing. Uh, it, it's totally theirs. My vested interest is is to provide solutions to maintain transportation in the field. And the tow plow concept, the one-pass clearing concept, high-speed plowing, uh, better control of uh, the snow cloud around our snow plow trucks, it's all important to be able to provide better service to the U.S. citizens.
0: our thanks to Bob for taking the time to share the tow plow with us. Bob has agreed to keep us up to date on further developments and the performance of the tow plow as they gain more experience with plowing wider and faster and treating two or more lanes. So if we get some snow here in Missouri we'll talk to Bob and bring you an update. If you would like to learn more about the tow plow from Bob, send me an email using the contact me button on the website Or use our comment line at 206-309-0845 and I will forward your message or question to him. I've received a few comments about the Winter Maintenance Podcast, but I'd like to hear from more of you. This podcast is for you, so tell me how to make it better. Send me an email or leave a voice message at 206-309-0845. This podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons 2.5 license. Thanks for listening, and so long for now.